Hey, yo, Chris, where you at? I'm in town. What's good, Josh? Your boy, Chris Hovers. We are now rocking solo dolo with... Jacob Baru. All right, man. What's up, man? How you doing? It's good to see you. Been a minute. Definitely been a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think where we first met. Well, I know it was with Pants It. Like somewhere along well, those lines. When we first, yeah, that's when we first met. But when we first talked to each other, really, really was at a um, at the little event at the back of the compound. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's we right. We first really, really talked to each other. So For sure. Yeah, and that sparked it off because now we're here today. We're able to have this inter- um, interaction again. Yeah, man, it's, it's dope because I actually been wanting to like expand solo dolo the podcast uh just as far as having more guests and like i don't know man it's a lot it'd be a lot going on i'm not gonna lie like you you know you asked me earlier um how i felt about having regular guests on the show and to be honest like solo dolo really started out as just like a therapy session after work (laughs) so it's like when you ask me that it's 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 weird because i've had to kind of like deal with this becoming more than just therapy now you know what i'm saying like at first i was just cutting the camera on talking about my day and and just seeing where it went seeing how it goes but uh now it's like more people hold on let me cut this off this ain't playing ads and stuff man i ain't trying to hear that right now but yeah like now it's more so like you know it's become a thing where people like actually enjoy the content like i wasn't expecting people to enjoy the conversations that i was having you have like you be saying a lot of dope stuff though Mm. you be giving like a little you be giving like words of wisdom here and there yeah stuff you be saying so i can see people trying to engage in with the content that you put out there because you have good messages that be coming out of it for sure man i appreciate that man um yeah man what so what made you like what made you even interested in being a guest because again this is something that i saw is just like you know i'm gonna just cut my camera on i ain't really like i was never expecting this to be a full out podcast it kind of just took a life of its own you know took on a life of its own so what what made you want to what what resonated with you that made you want to be on the show or on the podcast I just kind of um, admire your comfortability on camera. Mm. That's something um, I have to get better at. Mm-hmm. You're very comfortable being on camera just to turn it on and just talk and stuff like that. I mm. feel like, hey, that's like the biggest step, you know, to be able to talk about, like you said, you use a therapy session to talk about how your day going and mm-hmm. just interact with people in you put it out there, it just makes you more human. So it's just like, I just want to, I want to feel like, okay, all right, how can I be better on camera? Where can I start at? Mm. You know, who can I talk to type stuff? That's real. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's funny, you know, like, okay, yeah, now I'm recalling, like, you, you, you wanted to talk more about that mm-hmm. as far as, like, comfortability on camera. And... It's funny because I just finished, uh, I don't know if you heard of Jay Shetty or watched the Jay Shetty podcast, but it's a really good, really good podcast on YouTube. And uh, he's interviewed like a lot of people. Um, I recently watched this episode with Rick Rubin and um, 
I know Rick Rubin is like big in the music industry and uh but Jay Shetty, he uh his his majority of his story that I know is that he lived as a monk for like three years. Like he was he was partying, like into the regular stuff, like drinking and going out and stuff. And he went to this one speaking engagement that changed his life. He he heard someone speak, this monk, and he was like, Man, um he I think the monk was talking about something about, you know, doing work out of devotion. Like basically creating as an act of devotion to the to God really and just the fact that you are able to create. Like the fact that we are vessels to create. Um and that's what he and Rick Rubin were talking about in the podcast. And I, I forget somewhere in the conversation they actually talked about the general basis of the conversation was like trusting yourself and trusting like what you like. And that is why you're creating, like you're not creating to necessarily please other people. You're not creating art to like get approval, but that's what a lot of us think, but it's really just creating as an act of like celebration of the fact that you can, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's interesting, but I definitely recommend going to watch it. But, um, Rick Rubin was talking about something with, uh, I forget what band, man. It's not it's not even coming to my head right now. But they were interviewing these guys in this band. It's a big band. I'm not I'm not even I'm I can't believe I'm not remembering it right now. It's a big name. But um they talked about how each of the guys would act very authentic when they're interviewed by themselves, but when they're together, they were trying to almost like trying to be cool for the other. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that that connects to comfortability on camera i'm not gonna lie i i'm the best i'm the most comfortable when i'm just by myself <laughs> like that is kind of facts because you you be dancing yeah to your own music by yeah, yourself man. it's you like know, it's like it's no camera around exactly once you put the camera up you you try to like put on this face mm -hmm. you try to put on this persona mm -hmm. but like everybody keeps saying just when you put the camera on still be yourself yeah you know what i mean it's like but how do you, it's how like, do you do that? how do you get to that point yeah. to just be yourself on camera? We see a lot of that going on today on social media. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are themselves. You think about Sexy Red, everybody complains about her. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, but she just fullest. being herself. She's herself to the fullest, fullest bro. To the fullest. So it's just like, I admire that. Like, mm -hmm. she could she could really just be up here, you know, fit on the front, you know, acting tough or acting a certain way to please the audience, but she doesn't. And mm -hmm. I like that. I always, I always like that about people when they can fully start putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something that often resonates with a lot of people because the world is already constructed for us to not be ourselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, we're not, we're pushed towards things that are not naturally in alignment with what we actually want to do, what resonates with us, like the things we enjoy as a kid. So like to get to that place of being comfortable on camera and just comfortable, it, it, it of course like involves being comfortable with yourself on a like more basic spiritual level and like personal level. And I think that just comes with spending time alone and practice. Like you don't really get the more, the more you spend time with yourself, the more comfortable you get with yourself. Um, and I think especially with being on camera, like 
before people even get on camera, like a lot of people aren't even comfortable with themselves just being alone in a room without a camera. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's another big thing. It's like a lot of people run away from that alone time. And I've talked about it on a few other episodes, but you have to spend time alone. It's the, it's the one it's, it's probably the best ticket to self-discovery. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know who you are around your friends, around your colleagues, but like, what's your identity aside from them? Like when you're with them, you know what I mean? So that's a, that's a big point because mm-hmm. when I went to college, I'm in a dorm room by myself. Most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. So me being at college, I've realized when I'm not around my friends or hanging out mm-hmm. with anybody, I'm alone. So that, I feel like that's where my self discovery kind of started me being alone in my dorm room, mm-hmm. doing whatever, you know, studying whatever I'm doing or just, being alone in general, because most of the time, you kind of start to discover things about yourself you didn't know before. You're like, yep. oh, okay, I can do X, Y, and Z. Like, I actually like this yeah. because I like it, not because everybody else. That is true. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so crazy, bro. And it, I, I had that same experience, too, when I was in college. Like, I didn't really – I had friends and people I knew, but, like, I spent a lot of time by myself. Like, one, I was already, like, kind of struggling with school. And then I found this this burning passion for creativity that school didn't provide much of a medium for in the way that I wanted. So it's like I didn't have time to really, like, care about having friends or being around them too often. It was really like, look, once I'm out of class, I'm trying to go make music or I'm trying to go do this or learn how to edit and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, that alone time. Um, I, I, I think even like when, whenever I try to vlog and I'm still working on this, like I'll try to vlog and make YouTube videos, but I have to catch myself and be like, bro, you don't gotta, you don't gotta tell like this is me every time I'm like, yeah, man, I'm still getting used to this vlogging thing. It's like, bro, I don't got to say that every time. I'm like, they know that I know this already. Let me like stop telling that to the audience and just be, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's interesting. I think solo dolo thing is I, I recorded in my room. So it's like, that's the most, that's probably the one place you are yourself to the fullest. You know what I'm saying? More than any other place on earth really It's like where you sleep at is where you are the most authentic like who you who you are right before you go to bed and right when you wake up that's who you are that's who i believe yeah so before starting solo dolo mm-hmm. what um what ideas did you have to create just as far as like just being on video and stuff so dang that's a good question um or you could everything just, else wasn't like all the other ideas it wasn't this authentic that's that and i'm just now realizing that as you asked me that like nothing else that i was doing was as raw and authentic as solo dolo it was i had a i had a series called quarantine vibes where um this was in the mid this was like in the beginning of the pandemic 2020 where i was in my apartment and I'm just like, man, I ain't really got nothing else to do. I was still in school and I was still making a lot of music. So I would film myself making beats. It was like this short. It was almost like me making beats. Me. 
it was a short film series of me getting up, making my beats, like getting up, start my day, making tea, opening the blinds, little mundane tasks throughout the day, and then going to my room to make beats. But one, it didn't last long because the quarantine thing didn't last <laughs> that long. But also having to set up the shots and make it so cinematic and stuff like it was like it was cool but it wasn't like authentic like i was like i wasn't really enjoying it as much because it, it looked cool but having to make the beat first and then play it like i'm playing it in real time yeah. it's like all right this is this is a little this is a little much but i don't know i think everything else was very premeditated like you know it's like uh, I, I have a series called Leslie Averse where I'm recording rap vocals. There's so much that goes into recording the process of creating mm-hmm. or try, like trying to create content around the process is like one of my biggest like I hate it. Like I, I really do because it's like it t- it robs you of the actual essence of what it really is. So I do design. I do fashion mm-hmm. design, stuff like that. And that's what I've struggled with. It's mm. trying to record the process. I've done set up the phone, the tripod, so many times, <laughs> so many times, and I'm sitting here like, what am I doing? Why, yeah, am, I, bro. why am I recording this? And blah, blah, blah. But like, I see other people do it, mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, okay, so it's something I gotta learn. You know, eventually, yeah. eventually, mm-hmm. I gotta learn how to record the process and be comfortable with it, and then be able to put it out. But it's just in this moment, it's just like, ah, yeah, bro. It- you know what I think it is? Okay. And I, I sense this when I look at you and when I when I talk to you. You're a real artist. You know what I mean? Like I think right now in this generation of of uh creativity and you know art and content, you have artists and you have content creators. And the thing is the culture is shifting a lot of people who are truly artists at heart to be content creators. Content creators aren't necessarily artists. They're doing what they have to do to feed the consumption of the art in a, mm. in a different form. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're not really getting at the essence of it speaks to why people make TikTok songs or why we have that term now. It's like Ooh. you're not making music anymore. You're making it so that it can do whatever it needs to go viral. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Content creation is so that it can go viral oh, at the end yes. of the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like everything we doing is like, ah, oh, I gotta make it, gotta make the first five seconds look like this. Or like it's it it takes the art form out. It, it really does. So it's like now you're 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 not you're no longer a you're not being a fashion designer at that point. Mm. You're a content creator trying to capture a, a fashion designer. But how can you capture how can you capture that if you're supposed to be the designer? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It really only works if it's a separate entity as a content creator. Like, in reality, I think that's the only way to really capture the true essence of, like, like one of our artists that we're pushing right now, Victor Rashad, like, the best content we have a, a, around his process is when he's completely hands-off from the camera. He's fully immersed in, in making music, making a song, making a beat. We can really see it live time. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's that's the best way I can really articulate that. We're we're not we're not immersed in the art fully because we're trying to capture it. But it's like that moment is so 
it requires all of your involvement, all of your attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. Um, Man, it was something from that podcast, man. That Jay Shetty podcast was so good, Rick Rubin. Because he said something along the lines of, and I, I sent this to my little brother. He was like, um, a lot of people try to make their creative hobby their or their passion their job. And he was trying to change people's perspective on, like, it's good to have a job and, like, you know, still pursue your dreams. Like, it's on, it's an honorable thing to have a nine-to-five or whatever and and do what you got to do so that you can do what you love. But what people go wrong is they try to make the thing that they love the same thing that also feeds them, takes care of them, which is not a it's, – it's great when it works out, but a lot of people find themselves in a situation where they make the sacrifice of saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to be a full-time comedian. But now you're more worried about how to take care of yourself and you're not really showing up fully as a comedian. That's what I'm That is mm-hmm. true. It's like I lost I lost my job. Find mm-hmm. another one. But when I lost my job, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, now how can I go get another job? It wasn't I wasn't worried about freaking creating no more. That is a true fact, true statement. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like the job helps supplement your needs, yep. right? It helps supplement your needs. So we to when you want to do what you want to do, it's not taken away from you. It's no stress, bro. It's, it's no, stress. yeah, it's crazy. And I, I think content creation mm-hmm. is adding that same element of like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go create this, this visual piece, but it's robbing us of where we actually need to be mentally to so, be the artist. So where's that balance? Where can where can the artist find a balance? Is that where your art becomes like a passion that could be fruitful? Oof. That's a good question. Um yes, I think when you find that proper balance of being the content creator, mm-hmm. damn, this is such a good conversation, bro, cuz this is something <laughs> that everybody not really talking about. It's like everybody kind of just accepted it as the norm and they're like, "Fuck yeah. it. Got to do what you got to do." Like bust out this TikTok, do this, do mm-hmm. but I think when you do find the proper balance of what works for you and what still feels like art, like whatever you can do to preserve the art but still put it out in a way that people can receive it and consume it, that is where it can be fruitful. Mm. but it's not fruitful if you're putting it out if you're you could be making something but putting it out to where people receive it and it's fruitful to them or at least enough but not really fruitful to your process you know what i'm saying it's like it kind of defeats the purpose like you're you're not really you're not tilling the ground you know what i'm saying like you're not really creating a, a, a fertile foundation for your actual passion to bloom you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you I think even with all the content that I do have and that I put out, I'll speak to music specifically because I find that it's harder to to capture content around music than it is like solo dolo. Cause solo dolo, I just cut the camera on, yep. talk, cut it off. That's the video. I'm not editing shit up. I'm not doing nothing to it. Like it's like raw and uncut. Like when I walked over there to matter of fact, I'm about to pause this again because it's just showing ads at this point. But like walking over there and doing stuff like that like i'm just leaving it in there because it's still authentic like i don't really there's no there's no right or wrong answer on how to do any of this stuff but what feels right 
is the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm making music, if I'm too focused on, oh, I got to, I got to record, I got to capture this. I got to document this. Me, me uh, making this beat or whatever. It just, it, I'm not fully immersed in the music. I'm not making my best music at that point. You know what I'm saying? I do like to, the closest thing I've found to that balance is me going live. Like going live and then making songs on live. That's it. Because I can be fully immersed, but everything is still getting captured. And I, I'm like, okay, I can at least go back and cut this up, put all the little zoom in effects, all that stuff, do whatever I need to do to make it a piece of content. Yeah. But at least I captured the real essence of like what I was doing, yeah. not just posing for the camera or like reenacting some shit. Nah. Like once you start reenacting stuff, you're kind of out of the element of like what it really is. You know what I mean? So that's where people fall into is like the Mm -hmm. acting, you know, instead of just creating raw authentic content for something that, that feeds you, people get into like, I need to make this look pretty Mm -hmm. or I need to make sure this set up. Right. And we see a lot of that and you notice it, you kind of notice it a lot more because people are calling it out more. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, you, I remember back when YouTube first started, all the prank stuff. We, yeah, we as, like, gullible kids, we're like, oh, this is so cool. Then like, we're, like, freaking out. Oh, that look, that setup, that looks like a setup. Yeah. Like, yep. that doesn't feel like a real authentic <laughs> I- interaction yep. with, and stuff like that. So, like, people start to be like, oh, we ain't with the fake stuff. We yep. with more of the real stuff. And I think that's why podcast and yep. vlogging yep. your life has mm-hmm. like really blown up to where it is today because mm-hmm. people like to see humans yep they like to yeah they like to see humans that's a good point yeah. i mean it's i think that's why solo dolo is what it is now because it's like i'm having conversations that i have with myself internally mm-hmm. outwardly and so these are conversations that most people may not be saying out loud but they really relate to yeah so yeah, the closer the closer we can get to real authentic human interaction and like expression, that's where that's where the that's where it's fruitful. You know what I'm saying? That's the area of everything being what it should be or serving in the way it should be. So man, that's an interesting thing. It's something that I'm really like still working on. Even even with this, like having a guest on the show speaking to that. Like I really refrained from doing it because I thought it would take out the element of like what it originally was. But I had to realize, and I, I was talking with one of my homies at work about this. Um, his name's uh said his his artist name is Left Unsaid. He's dope. But um, I was like, man, I feel like I should create a whole new segment because I I want to talk to all these other creatives. I got other people, and he was like, nah, bro, like. If you got one store and you selling shoes and then you're trying to sell socks, you're going to open up a whole nother sock store. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to open up a whole nother like store just for the jackets. Nah, sell everything in house, like sell everything in the same shop. Yeah. You maybe can like call it a different segment or whatever, but nah, I just, I just settled down on, look, we rocking solo dolo with Jay today instead of rocking do- solo dolo, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it's it's making me like understand more. It's like, bro, just try to get closer to like the authenticity of the art and how I think how it's captured is the biggest thing. Like the 
now that I'm into the world of podcasts, I see a lot of other podcasts that are great. Multi-camera setup, all that stuff. But in my head, I'm like, bro, I'm not doing all that <laughs> until like it gets to a point where I don't really have to really worry about any of it. You got your camera crew coming in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But right now, oh, we about to just rock one right. camera, one angle, one take. <laughs> like, one take. You know what I'm saying? But um, And I think that's how you get the best content, bro. Like creating, recording your, I think the best balance right now, to answer your question again, is creating, capturing long format content to where you can be completely immersed in, in whatever you're doing and then creating short form content out of that. That's it. And it's like you may not have as many angles, camera angles, and things of that nature. You may not have that much dynamic to the visual, but at least there's a lot of dynamic to what's actually going on. You know what I'm saying? So, hopefully. Um, I want to start off by saying, I ain't gonna yeah, yeah. I didn't know what this was gonna be today, bro. I've never been in front of a camera. Mm. I've tried it before. I have like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I know how it go. I know how it go. It was cool, but like yeah. it kind of just felt like oh, I got to set up the camera. Yep. It felt inauthentic. I felt I had to set up the camera a lot and then like sit down because I used to do it in my car. I used mm. to go to my car, set up the camera in the car mm-hmm. and just talk. Or I'd be like, go like I'm going to the store and be talk, let me talk to the camera, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it kind of fell off, but like, that's but that's what I realized for myself. I'm like, if I'm comfortable just setting up the camera in my car and talking to it, damn, I I could probably do this. I could mm-hmm. probably be comfortable being in front of the camera mm-hmm. and really show myself because I was really in the car driving, yeah, talking. Yeah, it's bro. It's funny though. It's funny, but that's when I realized myself. I'm like, I could I can do this. Mm. I could be cool. I could be cool in front of the camera. Yep. And be authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. I just still haven't got the vlogging stuff down. Bro, <laughs> same here, bro. I'm telling you, the vlog the thing with the vlogging is that again, the process of you capturing it yeah. has to feel authentic. It does. When it's like I'm not gonna lie, this is the smallest camera I have, and I got the little Sony remote to carry around, press the button, record. It feels so it feels a little better now that I got the Sony remote and I could just, oh, and that could fit my pocket, whatever. Yeah. But I only feel like vlogging if I'm doing it with my phone because my phone doesn't feel inauthentic. I always got my phone yeah. all the time. That's the only time where I really care to vlog. Mm. That's the only time because my it, I really want to get a whole, like another separate iPhone just to vlog because having a camera pulling it out uh, it's it feels inauthentic and it's like in reality it's probably authentic to other youtubers and content creators but i'm like bro like i'm just a normal person at the end of the day like i don't want to i don't like this i don't like being out in public like yeah i, I hate it but my phone that's normal yeah. everybody got their fucking phones taking pictures and shit videos and like it's it's not as noticeable i think that's another thing it's like we don't it's ironically we're doing this podcast right now and we're going to be seen by a lot of people but we're not we don't always want to be seen as human beings we don't always feel like being seen especially if it's not when we want to be seen you know what i'm saying like 
I don't have a problem with being transparent and like authentic to a crowd of people or whatever. But like, I'm not trying to do that all the time. I still need time to just be by myself and like be me and not be on camera and still be human. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, having a phone to vlog, that's the best. That's the my creative process has to feel comfortable. If yeah. it doesn't feel comfortable, it feels inauthentic. So like when I'm making music, sometimes I'll come down here. Shit, sometimes I'll be in my room and I'm just like, I'll be in the bed making a beat. Or like when I come down here, things just got to be right. Like I got to have on the right clothes, whether it's me being dressed up, shoes on, all that, or I just got some house slippers on with a, with a little hoodie or something like that. Like it got to, all those little things add up to the creative experience. So yeah, vlogging, pff, I'm, I'm still working on it. Literally. Yeah. I have vlogs on vlogs on vlogs in the tuck. And it's like, no, I didn't try so many times. Yeah. And I feel I get the saying, like when you're out in public, and you like turn that camera on. You just don't want to be seen. <laughs> you, you don't want to be, be seen. You don't want to be seen bro. as like that what person. That person yeah, yeah God. It's bro. Like, it's in the back of your head. Cause I remember oh, that's crazy. It's in the back of your head. You're like, oh, I'm on the camera. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But like, you looking on the shoulder. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. That's real, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. That's so accurate, man. Yeah. It's like, ah. I feel like everybody tried to vlog bro. before everybody i know and they get that same feeling, feeling yo that is that's crazy that's why i gotta commit it because like also as a vlog do you always have to be doing something that's another thing you have to fight with because that's valid that's, do, you, do you vlog while you chilling at the house too or do you vlog every time you go out it's yeah. like do you always have to be outside you and, know and I, mean? I think i think that's the, yeah that's real i think that's the thing like how you capture it because I've also realized, like, to to your point, I be asking myself, like, dang, do I always got to be like this and talking to the camera? Or can I just shoot more of like a travelogue style vlog where it's like it's just showing me mo moving in, you know, transitioning from place to place and then capturing a little, little moments. Just taking a because I edit a I'll, I'll shoot a lot of stuff like I just went home to D.C. for Thanksgiving. Right. And I shot a lot of stuff and I'm like, damn. It's really giving the documentary, bro, with all the footage that I got. But I really don't have to make it that big of a deal. Just pick your best moments. Pick the best five seconds or five to ten seconds of each clip. You know what I'm saying? Just And then use that. And, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, somebody needs to give a master class on vlogging. I'm pretty sure it's probably out there. But like a lot of these YouTubers I need, just I need, do. I need DDG to come. Get I, that you already class. my mind, bro. <laughs> I need DDG to give that master class. You know right what's now. you know what's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny is like he's a great example, and he's who I thought of because a lot of his videos when I used to I used to watch some of them. I'm like, bro, this shit is good. But I'm like, it's so simple though. It's so like simple. he don't edit his shit like. It's like you could tell he just cut the camera on. It's, it is what it is, bro. Like yeah. you're going to get, I'm going to cut whatever up. And that's the video. It's like it's not too staged or too edited too. like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think he he found whatever that balance is, he found it. Yeah. That's what it was. He found it. And he probably had to do the other stuff. He, I'm pretty sure he had to do a lot of the uncomfortable stuff and get used to that at some point. Yeah. But I think that's a that's something that you got to really grow into and get used to is like, it, it, I feel like now too, 
it's definitely more, I don't want to say frowned upon, but it's like everybody's trying to be a content creator. Everybody's trying to create content around something. Even people who don't even got no real purpose as to why they're doing it, they just recording their gym workouts, mm. recording their meditations. <laughs> like people recording everything, making content out of everything. And it's like, it's not like it necessarily, to me, it starts to feel like, damn, everybody just just record everything, like just literally making content out of everything. And um, I think with these YouTubers and somebody like DDG, he had a vision for himself. So it's like, I'm I'm a muscle my way through this uncomfortable shit. You know what I'm saying? But I I brought that up to say, if it definitely feels more frowned upon because that's the status like everybody's trying to create content so yeah. it's like when you got a camera i was like oh another content creator yeah, this nigga trying to blow up on youtube <laughs> here oh, we go <laughs> trying to get his subscribers up or some shit it's like damn it's like when i care i got a tripod that i carry around mm-hmm. i take pictures and stuff in my outfits mm-hmm. so like i remember people keep asking me like what do you use the tripod for like you use a tripod for you a content creator are you doing nothing that? are you one of those influencers like oh, it gets like it, it gets <laughs> It gets like, damn, is that how we're, is that how they are seen? Mm-hmm. Influencers and content creators, mm-hmm. they are seen as like, do people envy them? Do people, mm. are they jealous of mm. them? Or is it just like, I, I want to be them, so I'm right. going to be mad at them. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know I what it is. Them. I think, I think, I mean, because I'm not one of those people, so I can't really speak for them. Yeah. But like, what I feel from that energy, it, it's somewhat frowned upon because it's like, I don't know. It may be a little internal. Do people internal think it's work. like the easy way out? I don't think so. I think it's the opposite, actually. I think a lot of people don't believe that shit is possible. Mm. So that's why they frown upon. They like, bro, come on, bro. Another nigga with hoop dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, bro. Give it up, bro. You, you, you five seven, bro. You're not going to the NBA. Like, that's God. how they. I think that's how they look at it. It's like people see you. It's like we're people doing music. They're like, all right, like. Another nigga doing music. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where content creation is now. I think that's where I remember J. Cole, he was talking to into a podcast. He was like Mm -hmm. 22. It's like as soon as he got out of college, now he's trying to chase music and stuff. And he was in that position Mm -hmm. to where like he's 22 years old. If I don't try this shit now, I'm just going to be another nigga with a dream. You know what I mean? To make it out the hood. Oh, bro. I was about to say, I thought. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I, my life flashed before my eyes. Just now I thought I wasn't recording the audio. I was like, bro, did I press record? This is crazy. We going to have to, bro. I was, bro, I'm telling you, I was shook just now. I was like, because I, I couldn't see my, my screen with, with Logic. I was like, bro, I don't see the red, bro. It's yeah, it's recording. I, see it now. I, see I was it. like, man, over here trying to be a podcaster. Ain't even recording, right? But go ahead. You said J. Cole. But. With him, he was this was because I'm around that age. He was 22 at the time when he was pursuing his rap career. He just got out of college. Basketball didn't work out, so he's like talking about like, like nigga, I need to step on my shit. You know what I mean? And like the people around him was like, you just you just want to, you just a nigga nigga with a dream. Like come on, be be get down to reality type stuff. But yep, it's like. I feel like once you push past the people that don't believe in you, mm. you keep consistently doing your thing. Yep. Something's gonna come out of it. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna come out of it. It might not be 
a multi-million dollar contract or something like that, but mm-hmm. you're going to meet people along the way. I think Just that's the facts. biggest thing that I've liked about things I've done, you know, doing mm-hmm. photography. Mm-hmm. I got to meet so many people through just a, a skill that I learned. Ex- you know mm. what I'm saying? That's a big one, bro. That's a big one. I'm glad you brought that up because I have some younger brothers now who I have my youngest brother. All my brothers have been doing music and my youngest brother just got into music and I had to explain to him like he was like, bro, it's hard to stay motivated. And I had to explain to him like, bro, the only reason why I'm in Atlanta is because of music at the end of the day. Like I, I wouldn't be living here. I wouldn't know the people I live with. I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have stayed here. Everything I've done, the people I met, places I've been, I've been a lot of places. Like, since doing music, I've been a lot of places, and every place I've been is because of my connections that I made through being a part of the, the art form, you know what I'm saying? Like, so understanding that, again, showing up just to perform the act of creating, it can yield a lot more than just money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't know you if I wasn't. We wouldn't know each other if we didn't do the things that we did creatively. It's not like we paid to be here. It's not like we only thing we did was show up and create. That's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Us being a part of the the Pain and Sit Festival, stuff like that. A lot of creativity had to happen on your part, on my part, on their part for us to even be in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah that yeah it's crazy yeah it's it's, it's crazy that's why i kind of look for like i'm not looking for any monetation or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm just looking for experience at this point at and this try point, to yep. learn from pe- other people mm-hmm. I, I feel that's like the most valuable part that's what i'm saying i feel like that's what's gonna help me grow as a person mm-hmm. at the end of the day so i'm always looking to learn i'm always looking to um share experiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that that's, that's I, I think that's all we can really like especially as artists, mm-hmm. that is the best way to approach it because it, it prevents you from falling in that trap of, obviously, we all want to do this for a living, yeah. but it prevents you from sacrificing your living for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Me me seeing what music has brought me so far, is like, okay, I'm gonna, I just got to keep going. Like, everything else is going to work out as long as I show up and do music, show up, do my art, create content. Like, now I've understood... My thing is music, film, and conversation. That's my; those are my things now. Mm-hmm. So, once I understood that, it's like, all right, like if I show up and just keep doing this, everything else will work itself out. Like I don't really gotta, you know, I don't really gotta do too much else. Um, it was something else I was gonna say. I was trying to, I was trying to think of it while I was saying that, but it didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, that, that's interesting. It'll come back to me. Whatever it was, it'll come back. But um, yeah, man, dope, dope, dope stuff, bro. Super dope. Damn, bro, it was something I had, bro. I'm telling you, it was crazy. I I really wanted to come back, but um, I think it was along the lines of the um. was it that's crazy that's gonna bother me for a little minute but yeah just just the art being um what was it that we just said it was it was something about trying to retract it was the 
basically because we didn't what made us start talking about the art not being like bringing us connections more than it brings like money and stuff like that i forgot what made us go there Motivational part. Mm-hmm. I motivation to keep going. Oh, I remember. See, this is this is okay. this is dope. So you you were saying with J Cole, he had to he had you had to battle through all the haters yeah. or all the people who doubt you for a little minute until that conversation starts changing. And I've experienced that. That's what I was trying to get to. Mm. When I was in college, and I make a lot of my music about this. Like whenever I'm talking in songs and i'm talking about oh they never believed in me it's because it's, it's all the motherfuckers in college who didn't believe in me doubted me whatever i appreciate you thank you but like there have been conversations where it's like dang he's still rapping then the tone changes to dang he's still rapping like you know what i'm saying so it's like you just got to keep going bro it, it, looking back on it when i was in college all the shit i was doing trying to be creative doing short films stuff like that I was doing all this stuff and thinking like I was going to get praised for it, but it didn't come until after it added all up. Like it was like, damn, like Chris really do this shit. Like he really do a lot of shit. And now it's, Oh bro, I be seeing you. I be, and I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Like as far as work I've done, all that, you know, the numbers, all that, but it's good to see that start to pan out. Like, okay. Now it's cool to be doing shit like that. It's cool to actually do the shit you really care about or be creative. Now everybody want to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Oh everybody want to do it now. But I'm not, I'm not knocking them for that, but it's it's ironic, though. It's like, yeah, keep doing your shit until it starts to change, until the conversation changes. Eventually, it's going to change. A lot of times people need to see it to believe it, but everybody, not everybody can see it mentally and accept that as okay this is enough for me to go hard some people need to physically see it with their eyes they need to see like physical tangible results but like this is a tangible result this all this everything that we doing right now is tangible results you know what i'm saying so that's what i was trying to get i was like man that shit was bothering me bro i gotta come back are we trying to get to tangible results damn to is it like more so in a way of like trying to prove people wrong? Like I got X, Y, and Z. Is that why people flex? Is that why? I think I'll say this. I don't think that's the best thing to chase. You have okay. to understand like where you're going mm-hmm. and your intention that you put behind your work is what's going to drive you and in, in, in influence your direction. My goal is to be the greatest creator I can be. If my goal is to prove to them, now my path is going over here. Yeah. I, I always like to point this analogy out to my little brothers. Like when I think of life, you got your start point and let's say you got your end point. You got good times over here. You got bad times over here. You got some in between. You're going to be bouncing on each side. Eventually, all the decisions that you make at each pivotal point hopefully will lead to your end point, your desired end destination. That only happens if you keep that in mind. If you keep that end destination, that end goal and where, where you want to be, where you're going in perspective. Mm. But once you change that perspective of 
where you're actually going, if if your perspective changes to I'm doing all this to prove something to them, now your life trajectory goes over here. And all these scenarios are very different from what they would have been over here. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So it's yeah, I try to be very cautious of that. Like if I'm doing something creative, I try to make sure it's like I'm doing it to be creative, not yeah. to get back at somebody or poo. I already know I'm gonna do that just by being on the creative path. Oh, people God. are already inspired by just people doing what they really want to do and being who they really are. So and I think especially with college, like in that pool of people and colleagues and friends and all that, it's like most people in college are being bred to be somebody they're not. You're dealing with all the conversations from when you were in high school, what your parents told you, what your guidance counselors told you, mentors like, oh, you could be this. Oh, doctors make good money. Lawyers make good money. Oh, this is what's hot right now. Get into business. Do this. Do that. And you're making it's a lot of people I met in college who were going hard in med school or trying to do pre-med because their parents were doctors, but not because they wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? So now by the time they done did all the work, kudos and congrats to them. They in a dope position. But I know I'll be seeing it. I'll <laughs> oh, be like, God, God damn, boy, what the? I'll be taking trips like this goddamn grocery trips. man. Oh, like God. going to the grocery store. But um. Kudos to them, but again, the material, the tangible results, and it's full circle, brings me back to your your point of whether we do it for the tangible results or not. Where you place your value is gonna is gonna influence that. And if you value just material things, material things only hold so much value. So yeah, you may have put in the years and time to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever, but if it's not what you really wanted to do, it's not going to amount to anything at the end of the day. If it's not what you really you wanted to do. sad doctors? Huh? You think they're sad doctors? It's some sad doctors out here. <laughs> no cap. It is. I think so. I'm not going to say that money can't, you know, money and all that can't buy what you want. But, again, I think... When you lose time over something that you wish you could, it it may not show them right now, but I know that if I had went today, I did every, I, I was doing everything I loved to do and was still trying to do it. You know what I'm saying? Versus I conformed and I, was, I kept putting off what I really wanted to do for somebody else's expectations of me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where it's like, it may not be sad right now because emotions are just emotions. They come and go. They're visitors. You know what I'm saying? They just pass by. But when it's all said and done, did you do what you really wanted to do? You know what I'm saying? I I could have stayed on the path of let me do what I. I'll say this. A lot of parents always pressure their kids and ask them, oh, so what you going to do after high school? What you going to do? What you going to do? What you do when they ask that? often equates to how are you going to make money? True. Not what do you want to do? Music is not how I make money. Although I have made, although I do, I can, and I do sometimes. That's not how I make my living right now, but it's what I do. Music, film, and having dope conversations, that's what I do. When it comes to like my nine to five, I don't talk about that shit. When people ask me what I do, I don't mention that for real. I mention that last, if anything, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just just to bring it back, it's like 
again, people, people are going to admire what you do creatively, especially, especially when you chase your, your dreams and your vision, like so fiercely and wholeheartedly because the system is already set up for them to do something else that somebody, what somebody else wants them to do, whether it's their parents, their teachers, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So down the line, yeah, it's going, it's going, people are going to look at it and be like, damn, I wish I kept up that thing that I used to love to do. We're definitely, we're definitely part of the generation that's uh, trying to break that norm of um, mm-hmm. conforming to what you should be doing right. to make a living. You know what I mean? That's facts. We all, I feel like I've seen a lot of people on the path of like doing what they want to do. Yes. You know what I mean? A not lot with, more. Not a lot, not a lot necessarily to make money, but it's just like it makes them happy. It makes them happy. And that's, again, what you place your value in. You want the you want the money that's just gone. Granted, money can help you do more things, but you gave up a lot of time to get that money. How much is that money worth to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these jobs cost a lot. And, and they, co- they cost a lot of time and effort and energy. Like, pre-med track, I don't want it. Law school track, I don't want it. Even engineering. Like, I, I was originally going to college for engineering. Like, I... I I saw engineering as a creative medium, but I, it is, but there's levels to that shit. And I was like, this is not fun for me. <laughs> like this is, and I still might someday get into it, but the way in which it was at the time and at the age with the set amount of experience I had, I was like, this ain't going to work. I need to go and do my own thing and find my own path. And maybe I can circle back somewhere down the line and do this in the way I see it being done. But yeah everything else bro it's like once you find what you really value and like what you really a lot of other a lot of that other stuff don't it don't really matter like occupation don't matter like as long as i'm able to do this i'm cool like that's it you still have um conversations with your parents about how you make a living and stuff like that is that something you still nah, with, it's i'm i'm very blessed to have parents who like wholeheartedly believe everything I do and it's because I came from a family where most of my parents grew up in survival mode you know what I'm saying like I grew up in a low-income family so a lot of what my parents learned and what were taught and inherited innately was out of a survival mode mindset you know what I'm saying survivalist instinct so when I got to high school and I started getting opportunities to travel and to go out the country because my grades were good, my college mentor, my scholarship mentor, he wanted me to, he put me in these different programs and things like that. Shout out to Kevin Mungin. That's, that's my guy. Like it's so many things I've done that, man, this man changed my life. Like one person changed my life. Um, but, um, me doing all these different things at a young age it really started like my ninth grade year summer after ninth grade year my mentor asked me he was like hey you want to go out the country i was like "Hmm?" like yeah i ain't never been they paid for my passport things of that nature whole trip it was an exchange trip sponsored by the program that i was in you know what i'm saying and so um i took it to my mom originally my mom she used to be like because i'm from dc 
we lived in we lived in the city she's always lived in the city i ain't really got to say too much about how dc can be it's like in any other inner city right there were times where i'm like trying to go to the mall trying to go get something to eat or whatever do regular teenager stuff my mom was like nah like you got to ride there you got to ride back you know what i'm saying like because niggas was just moving shiesty out there niggas was getting robbed all kind of shit um so that one summer i told her like yeah mom, i'm going out the country this summer that was drastically different from me just going to the mall that's a couple miles away i'm going to a whole nother country with people i don't know and that broke the mold it was like damn when I told her and everything was paid for, everything was already taken care of. It's like she kind of had to accept like, damn, this nigga, this nigga is daring to be different. He's really daring to go do what's never been done before, at least from because I think I was the first to have my passport in my immediate family. Mm-hmm. And so once I went on that trip, it was kind of like that broke the barrier of my mom feeling like, oh, I got to shelter him. I got to shelter him and like protect him because then I started doing shit on my own. And so. I think, um, damn, what was your original question? You said having conversations with my parents, right? So nowadays, because my life took that trajectory, now when I go and do things, it's because they know that I'm fearless enough to just go and do them. You know what I'm saying? So they they have the utmost confidence, even the fact that I live here and I don't really need them for much at all, really. It's like, okay, I can relax now. He's good. He's he's self-sufficient taking care of himself he's doing the things he needs to do he's he's taking care of his himself as an adult like you're good like i'm i didn't have even when i was in college though i was still i was actively pursuing college but still doing music in my mom's basement when i was at home and she would just see it like she saw me investing in myself and getting serious about it and really taking it serious like spending nights on in in her basement in the studio just cooking up getting better and so eventually when my family is seeing the YouTube videos dropping, damn, this look real professional. This look this. now they believe it because they can somewhat see the they see the tangible results. They also see all these other artists blowing up. They like, damn, this artist blew up and they from the gutter. Like they from the hood hood. If they did it, I know my son can do it. You know what I'm saying? And he's actually smart. He's doing all the things he need to do. It's just a matter of time. So now I don't really like that conversation don't really come up too much as far as like, you know, like you sure about this or what you're doing? Yeah. I'm glad you said something about survival because I grew up in this area, mm. area right here. So it's like my mom, education, both my parents were education, mm-hmm. push education. My mom, she was more like education, da 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 da. She never really sheltered me. Mm. She was like, kind of go do your own thing. My dad was always the survival mode. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So I get that that survival mode instinct for my dad because he's mm-hmm. also on top of me. Always like, keep a job, you know, make sure yep. you keep a job when you think, what you gonna do? What you doing with college? Yep. How's that going? You gonna, you gonna make it out of college? Da-da-da. It's that scarcity mindset. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, but my mom, she's always just found trust in like my creativity. Mm. I've noticed that because I do X, Y, and Z and she sees I'm going these places and she's like, okay, okay, I can see, I can see your vision. Mm-hmm. You just need to be more added to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i'm not exactly there yet as far as like on making sure my parents are comfortable mm-hmm. but my mom seems to like oh, right you can get there mm-hmm. i like you're smart you can, I, I can see you getting there my dad on this side he's old school mm-hmm. he's old school he he don't know anything about 
but survival because right. that's all he's known. You know what I mean? Yep. So he, so it's kind of hard to like make him think different mm-hmm. and like show him difference. And it, it's going, you know, it's crazy because it's not really, it's not a priority, mm-hmm. or at least we shouldn't make it a priority to convince them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, eventually your dad is going to, the results are going to stack up. And it's like, damn, okay, my son really do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he going to be like, my son really do this shit. Like, yeah. let me, all right, let me let him cook. Yeah. My dad is, my dad has been through a lot. Like, my, my biological dad, he's been through a lot. And I won't even get into the details of it, but he's had a rough, like, hard life. And he's better nowadays. He's much better nowadays. I'm super proud of him. But like, he sees me now. He's like, he it's it's weird. It's interesting that 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 survivor mentality. It has its different effects. It can make some people live in a scarcity mindset, like, oh, do you got your job? Do you got this? Yeah, make sure like just moving out of fear, almost like, damn, like make sure you're safe. Make sure you got, and you got some people who have been through the, they done hit the ground hard a couple times and then got up a couple times. And like my dad is one of those people and he can look at me and say, damn, he can admire that and be sure because of how many times he's hit the ground and seeing me do what I do. He's like, okay, I believe in that because it's like, I know where I've been, you know what I'm saying? Struggle, like struggle wise and shit like that. And to see you doing your thing, how you doing it and flourishing, like I, he has He's found a, uh, that same love and support within himself that my mom has. Like, dang, I just like to see you do this shit. I like to see you just being you, just rapping, doing your stuff, because I know it's going to work out just how passionate you are about it. Um, so it's, it's definitely that, that scarcity mindset can definitely affect you if you allow it to. Like, if if I if my mom, if I allow my mom's, oh, you got to ride there, you got to uh, She's much better now because she trusts me. Yeah. But, like, if I allowed that to get to me at an earlier age, I wouldn't have went out the country. I would have been like, because she's definitely the type to be like, oh, I don't know what they be doing over there. Like, <laughs> is it safe? Like, uh, be careful. Like, even when I went to Mexico recently, she was like, I don't know. Just, you know. Uh, now, Mexico is a different story. I ain't going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I so, some parts. I love Mexico. I'm not going to cap to y'all. I love it. I fucking love Mexico. Nah, I hear too many stories about Mexico. It's the right parts though. You can't just you can't don't get me wrong. You can't just mosey on over there into any little part. But um, but yeah, she you know I think that's definitely important. Like for young creatives and young entrepreneurs, young anybody who's trying to like be more than what they what they originally saw themselves as, to understand that you may have to leave behind old perspectives that your parents held on to, like. You may have to abandon the mindset of your loved ones to forge your own and to forge your own path, more importantly. So sometimes it feels so wrong and like almost like you feel somewhat torn because like, dang, this is my parent. Like they told me what to do all my life. But that starts to shift once you start making decisions about your own life. So sometimes you may look at it like. nah, my dad don't know who he's talking about. I know this shit gonna work, and you gotta trust it. You gotta trust it. You gotta, you trust, gotta it. trust it. Cause like I do fight with that with my dad, cause he like I do uh, deep pop, mm. I do deep pop stuff, and he's like, "Oh, you selling stuff? Like 
Like he gives mm-hmm. that type of remark. Like, yeah. why, why you still keep selling <laughs> yeah. stuff? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it because I like it. It's Man. fun. I like to do that. And he, he's more like, oh, okay. Sharing your art with certain people and like being in a collaborative space. Lately, I've been in a space where I haven't been as open to sharing certain stuff because of that. Like sometimes other people's opinion. First of all, their opinion is just their opinion. That's what they were talking about. You're making your art because you like it. That should be that should be all the value because you like it. You made a song and you like it. You you actually made what you wanted to make and what you heard. That should be all the value. Once you start adding everybody else's opinion, that's stuff that you can't control. But I oftentimes, like, if I share something, I may get a, a I may get feedback that I'm not really, I don't really care for because I already made what I liked. So at this point, your opinion doesn't matter to me. It's cool, even if you're my friend. Like, it's cool. I appreciate your opinion, but at the same time, I really don't. It it, it doesn't hold any. I'm at that place now where it doesn't really hold that much weight. It doesn't hold any more value because I now. I just want to make stuff that I want to make. Like, if I don't feel good about it, all right. Ugh. But if I like it, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. So some things I I wait until, like, even if it's unreleased songs, I'll record songs and keep them in the tuck. I won't even play it for nobody. I'll just record it, keep it in the tuck. When it come out, that's when y'all can express all y'all opinions about it. But right now, I love it, and I'm going to keep it in the tuck. I'm going to protect that. So sometimes you got to do that even with your own folks, like, they will they will project their fears of of and and their insecurities of how possible something is from their perspective and their vantage point they will project that onto you because they don't think it's possible they going they going be like oh you're still doing that you know what i'm saying when in reality because of your specific set of experience you could see the way through they have a whole different life so they're not going to be able to see that they're not going to be able to, first of all, the gap is only but so, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the window of opportunity is only but so wide open for ourselves personally that we can see and make out. But for somebody else to see that is rare. So just know that. Like if somebody else is is kind of shunning you for your dreams and your your expectations, your expectations of yourself and like what you believe is possible, understand that they're in a completely different vantage point from you like they don't even have the same they're not you so you can't take their opinion to heart like you gotta just you gotta brush that shit off and understand that like the only opinions that matter are the ones that do the ones that resonate with you that's it no because come by and be like oh i like the video you made or they be like, oh, I like you with you. They're going to try to mimic what you did in the video. I feel like sometimes that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Or you notice, like, s- small things into other people's content. Like, I was doing this, and then, like, you look start on the, seeing it. You start seeing it on their page. You're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I think I'm doing the right thing. Yep. I think I'm on the right That's the best way to take that. Yeah. That's the best way to take that. Because I, I used to be in a place of, like, I was one of those people, like, man, they copying. Like, no. <laughs> Man, like, don't be trying to. Nah, you're inspiring somebody else and showing them how to do it in a better way. That means you're on the right track. Yeah. Like, if they are, if somebody is copying you, that's probably one of the most valuable things I've learned as a creator. 
somebody is mimicking something that you're doing because i'm we're all mimicking something. something we all got influenced or inspired by something i saw jay shetty's podcast and thought i probably could talk on camera like that let me go ahead it's it's understanding that like your work is inspiring somebody else when they want to do the same line of work yeah you know what i'm saying so that's a, that's a valid point it is true valid point to bring up I thought you was gonna say, um <laughs> I thought what I thought you was gonna say is like you got some friends who are like, Oh man, you know what will be fine is if you did it like this or this. Uh, not a lot of people I'm I, not, bro, it's kinda crazy because like I just hung out with some high school friends mm-hmm. over the uh Thanksgiving break mm. and they were like, Oh, I like your videos, like you know they're not saying like keep going or anything. But right, like, right. They they notice what's they going notice on. They notice it, yeah. That's and, good. Like, so that's the thing. Then like I go to school and people be like, Hey, video you mm-hmm. like that or like the pictures you posted mm-hmm. so it's just like a a little nod to be like okay i'm doing something right yeah if people talking like, about it if they talking about it and coming up to you to say, act, yeah. take time and energy out to actually say it to you you're doing something right yeah you know what i'm saying like if it's that noticeable you're doing something right so it's like because when it comes to even what we do mm-hmm. it's a learning curve you shooting in the dark you don't even know where the target is at. You know what I mean? Yep. So you, most of the time, you just shoot in the shoot the shoot. Mm-hmm. And then something just clicks on your face. Mm-hmm. You just got That's where everybody always talks about being consistent and being this on top fact. of it. And not letting it take a toll on you, per se, but, like, mm-hmm. make it your thing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Make it something that is going to be a part of you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the throw things at the wall until they stick because – a lot of times we'll sit and think all day and overthink all day about how we're going to do something when you don't really know how it's going to be until you do it. Like you don't know how the content is going to come out until you just do it. Like yeah. you have to put the rep in for it to even happen, for it to get better. So it's like that's why I really believe we've been there's been a lot of times where me and my friends were like, bro, we should do this type of show or we should do this type of content. And we'll talk about it for a long time until one day we just sit down and we're like, bro, fuck it, let's just do it. And we do it. Like, All right, that wasn't that bad. And we do it again. We're like, oh, bro, we could do it this way. And this could be the theme of it the whole way through. And it's like, you don't get that moment until you just do it. You got to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I didn't know Solo Dolo was going to be this, bro. I thought it was going to be like, I'm getting off work, man. Man, this lady pissed me off today, bro. Da, 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 da. I ain't know it's gonna turn into motivational speaking and stuff like that. Yeah. I never even really saw myself in in that light, and then it just happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it would even bring this conversation, like this yeah. connection. You know what I'm saying? So it's true. It's dope, bro. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Keep doing your thing, bro. I appreciate that, man. Real talk. Keep doing your thing too, because I see, I see your. Uh, you asked me about this a while back, but your iconography, mm. I can see you developing that. Like you have, I think certain creatives, the true artists and creators have a certain energy about them that reads, oh, he working on some shit. Like he's cooking up something. He's he's building a brand, a certain energy for his. Like when we see him, we, we associate him with this mm. or, you know what I'm saying? So keep doing that because i think that's something that i've i've been working on for some time now and this i'm finally starting to see like okay that was something that i was investing in and it does like 
it yields a somewhat tangible result because people know you for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. um, yeah, that's the best way I could really articulate that. Like that, when we think of like somebody like Pharrell, we know he's kind of like, it's something special about him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Same thing with like a Rick Rubin or uh, Kanye, even though he'd be saying some crazy, crazy stuff sometimes. <laughs> but like that thing that keeps you unique, just keep keep digging into that like you on your way for sure for sure so thank you thank you and shoot i'll let you sign off the show bro i usually be like you 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 just rocked out solo dolo with your boy chris hovers but it's your show today so yep all right you just walk (laughs) i know right harder than it looks man (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you just rocked out solo dolo with jay all right it's your boy chris hovers peace out Super dope. Hey, yo, Chris, where you at? I'm in town.